episode two of the Last Dance documentary, there's one thing I didn't mention and I just realized about the Jerry Krause story, and I should mention it. He deserves all the credit for building that team. He didn't draft Michael Jordan, obviously, but obviously he also was the reason why they broke up prematurely. Um, and I think Rodman did have stuff left in the tank as he proved after, but that's not the story that we should be talking about. We should be talking about the fact that Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, didn't step in. Like, how can you let someone talk you into not bringing you back? Forget about from a basketball standpoint, just from a from a business standpoint. How can you do that? And the Bulls have been rebuilding and rebuilding ever since. So there goes that. Um, but he did make some amazing moves, Kraus. He did draft Pippen, um, or he drafted Olden Polonese, but traded him for Pippen on draft night. Which, by the way, as a Knicks fan, a lot of people don't know this, but the Knicks actually should have had that pick. They traded it along with Gerald Henderson. Um, sorry, uh, yeah, they traded it for Gerald Henderson uh, to the Sonics. Um, he was already a washed-up guy. And they also got Mark Jackson in return, the pick that turned into Mark Jackson. So that's another story. But he also, Jerry Krauss drafted Horace Grant, a very good power forward. Um, he could do everything. And great defender, great, good rebounder, just solid all-around guy. We saw that when, when Jordan came back, that injury, or actually the uh, retired season, the season that he left in 94, when he came back in early, in was it early? No, it was like the middle of the year, close to the end of the year. Um, Jordan came back for the final 17 games, I believe. And we saw that Horace Grant was basically the key component to um, Orlando upsetting the Bulls. Um, very, very solid player. And he also won titles later with the Lakers. So very, very good player. That was another draft pick by Kraus. He also traded Jordan's best friend, Charles Oakley, for Bill Cartwright. Cartwright was a Knicks center, um, kind of like a Twin Towers East with Ewing. And that was an unpopular move at the time, but Cartwright was the right fit for that team. He also knew Ewing's game really well. Um, and then lastly, obviously, he traded Will Perdue, basically a decent, okay kind of player, nothing special. Traded him for Rodman um, at the time. The Spurs just had to get rid of him because he, they couldn't handle that kind of personality. Maybe if Greg Popovich was around as head coach, they could have kept on, kept him and gotten more out of him. But anyway, um, I wanted to just bring up the point that Jerry Reinsdorf should be blamed for a lot of this stuff. But the second episode was about Scottie Pippen and how he caused um, the Bulls to start off very slow in their final run because he elected to not have his surgery in the offseason. He waited to the beginning of the season because he was upset that the Bulls weren't renegotiating his contract. But to be fair, um, that was mostly his fault, and I'll get to that in a second. But when Jordan retired in 94, Pippen was arguably the top five player in the league. Um, he led them in every statistical category. I would say Hakeem, Ewing, Shaq, Barkley, maybe David Robinson, maybe Carmelo, but Pippen is in that conversation of best players in the league at that time. And I think it allowed, Jordan being away, allowed him to blossom for the second um, three-peat. And yeah, it just made him realize like Jordan is the alpha and it's okay. 
um, Pippen also has to develop his offensive game more. So he built a lot of confidence. Um, Pippen was incredible. But what I wanted to say was that the Knicks at the time were modeled after the Bad Boy Pistons. They're a very physical team. And that's all because of Pat Riley, who was beaten by the Pistons um, when he was with the Lakers. And uh, the Miami Heat, in a way, became kind of like the next team when Riley took over to use that kind of bad boy style. Um, with Alonzo Mourning and P.J. Brown. But, you know, Pippen wasn't a closer. That became obvious. And there was a f- moment where in the playoffs against the Knicks in the Easter Conference semifinals, um, Phil drew up a play for Tony Kukoc and Pippen sat down. He refused to get back in the game truly proved that he had some moments of immaturity. Kukoc ended up hitting that shot. But Pippen was jealous of Kukoc from the beginning because people forget that MJ and Pippen were underpaid. They were still on their rookie contract. Jordan was making a lot of money with the Jordan brand and Nike at the time, but that's why he was okay. And he really made a lot of money the last two seasons he played. But if you look back in history, Jordan is one of the most underpaid players in history as well. Um, but he was loyal to his contract, and, and I guess that was offset by the fact that he was making money off the court. Um, but they both resented that Kraus was showing off about Tony Kukoc, how he was going to be the next star. And in many ways, he, he was an all-star caliber player who was coming off the bench for the Bulls. Um, if he'd been on another team, he probably would have been averaging 20 points a game, in my, my opinion. He was always one of the best bench players in the league. Um, he was kind of like a mini Dirk before Dirk in a way. Um, not obviously not at that level, not that size, but he was paid more. Um, and when they played him in the Olympics, I'm sure they're going to cover that when we get to the Dream Team episode. But when he came to the Olympics, um, you know, Jordan and Pippen wanted to shut him down and like almost derailed his confidence. But they showed him this is what the NBA is all about. And you could see that there was some jealousy there. Um, but yeah, MJ was underpaid until his last few years. And back then, players honored their contracts. So people today are like, oh, but you know, in this era, LeBron fights for his teammates to get paid. Yeah, he fights for guys like Tristan Thompson and, and J.R. Smith and these guys to sign albatross contracts and put pressure on an organization. These things are not good for the league, in my opinion. Yes, it's good for the players, but I don't know if it's good for the league and for the product. And I think David Stern was just a completely just a better owner a better commissioner than adam silver because this is a now today is like the play it's a player's era and i don't necessarily think that should, that's the right way to go about it i think it should be down the middle um but let's just say one good thing about scotty pippen um, related to this episode that the bulls basically started winning championships when pippen became an all-star that first year when pippen got the migraine when they played detroit in game seven um or pippen was actually uh, a very good player it just didn't work out because of that last game um but ever since when jordan got that second all-star he he never looked back he won every single championship in less than seven games um when he was playing a full season and scotty had a lot to do with that and once they once phil jackson put scotty pippen on magic johnson in the 91 finals it changed everything and there's another guy who played great defense on Magic Johnson in the 80s, and his name was Dennis Rodman. We'll be talking about that in the next episode.